Hey, what's going on? I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. I wanted to talk about a recent conversation I saw online with Cardi B and Candace Owens. It looks like Candace Owens has a big issue with Cardi B and her interview with Joe Biden, which um, was really an interesting interview, kind of artificial, kind of ridiculous, honestly, because Cardi B is not a political um, sort of figure in the sense that she's not representative of the black community. Um, she represents a certain culture. She represents the, you know, the, the stripper culture. She represents uh, the WAP culture. Um, she represents uh, a, a segment of the community that probably isn't best at reflecting what black people need. Um, and the, even worse was that you could tell in the interview that she wasn't herself. She was actually almost reading from a script, kind of going down Democratic Party talking points and carrying water for the Democratic Party. Now, Candace Owens, though, is a person that can also be criticized because for her, all roads lead back to Trump. So she's basically a Donald Trump employee. Uh, She pretty much goes around and points out all the flaws in the Democratic Party. So the same way the same way Cardi B points out uh, Democratic Party talking points in a favorable way, Candace Owens has Democratic Party talking points in a negative way, right? So she will point out all the things that the Democratic Party's done wrong and how the Democratic Party has disrespected black people and how, uh, you know, some of the culture that they push, whether it's, you know, you're talking about LGBT or feminism, things like that, are not reflective of core values in the black community, things like that. Um, I call this a plantation fight because both of these women, neither one of them are, are presenting themselves as independent entities. Both of them are representing a higher master. Both of them are fighting on behalf of some old white man. So they're sort of saying my old white man is better than your old white man. So Candace Owens, she is not allowed on this planet or any other to say anything that's going to be negative about Donald Trump or the Trump administration. If she does that, then all her power is going to be zapped overnight. Cardi B on the other hand, can't do that with the Democrats. Uh, I believe it's because uh, she's got these criminal charges over her head. And I think that if uh, she were to get too uh, wild in that area, um, I think that you would probably see her going to jail. Because remember, she was facing jail charges maybe a year ago. Typically, people that are used as tools in the black community to control black people or to squash a movement or to manage a movement uh, are people that have a vulnerability. And Cardi has a lot of those vulnerabilities. So I think that she's really facing some serious problems from uh, the justice system. And I think that that's one of the things they might have used to wrap her into that interview. So um, I, I think that these plantation fights are not beneficial to the black community. I think that they are a distraction. I think that the only people black people should listen to are people whose power base and power source comes directly from the black community. So uh, when I saw this kind of go down, um, I really just saw something that uh, is, is really sad because the world is not really that smart. The majority of people on this planet don't really think things through. Uh, They will support and vote for somebody just because they were told to do so, or they will be scared into voting. Fear is a big tactic used by politicians. So if I'm a Democrat, the easiest way to get black votes is to say, uh, sure, I'm not going to do anything for you, but uh, I'll get rid of Donald Trump because Donald Trump's going to kill you. I had a black person who literally told me that Donald Trump was going to put black people in concentration camps. And, uh, you know, and I said, well, I don't know of any evidence of concentration camps. And I said, actually, if you want to talk specifically about concentration camps, the closest 
closest thing we have in America to a concentration camp is the penitentiary. And if you go back to the 1994 crime bill with Biden and Trump, or written by Biden and Clinton, uh, that crime bill actually built put billions of dollars into building concentration camps and put 100,000 police on the streets, these same police that we're protesting against. These police, you know, this, these budgets were created uh, partly during that crime bill and black people have filled up those prisons. That's why black families were decimated uh, as a result of the war on drugs and mass incarceration. So uh, this does not uh, say that I believe I have the right to tell you who to vote for. It does say that um, at the end of the day, I believe that black people should vote for the black community and voting for the black community can mean whatever you want it to be. But for me, what it means is uh, is really looking at the issues that we have in our community, looking at them from an independent, authentic place, really saying like what matters to us. We're not letting anybody else drive the conversation. Sure. Police violence is a problem, but there but urban urban violence is also a problem. You know, sure. Um, maybe, uh, you know, workers wages is, is definitely an issue, uh, but also uh, building businesses. Is, a, is an issue. Uh, you know, and, and I think that letting the Democrats or the Republican parties kind of guide the conversation, uh, it really speaks into, it creates something that we have been fighting against for 150 years, which is slavery. Slavery is not just when you're not being paid. Slavery is when you lack freedom. And lacking freedom means that you're not saying what you want to say. You're saying what somebody else told you to say. That's what's happening when you have these surrogates for the Democrat Republican Party speaking to black people. Slavery is when you're not doing what you want to do. It's when you're doing what somebody else told you to do. That's why uh, many of us get up every day. And first thing we do is we get up and we go work for a white man. Uh, Slavery is not thinking and believing the things you want to think and believe. Uh, It's thinking and believing things that somebody else told you to think and believe. That's why we tend to give one point or most of our one point three trillion dollars a year uh, over to white owned businesses. And many of us go and die in debt because we give most of our family wealth over to white owned universities. So the slavery begins at birth. Uh, When they freed you from the plantation, they had to find other ways to control you that were less invasive. And they've been controlling you ever since. And so uh, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you to break away from the slavery, figure out what the system is, dismantle that system and make the choice that works best for you and your family. That's what I'm saying. And, And just my telling you, to do what's best for your family, that's considered to be a threat. There are people that are mad at me because I simply told black people to do what they want to do. Well, why would they be mad at me for not? Because I didn't tell you to vote Democrat or to vote Republican. I said, just do what your conscience leads you to do. Why would they be so threatened by the idea of a black man telling other black people to do what's best for themselves? Well, because they're not used to you doing that. They're used to controlling you. They're used to you being slaves. And basically you're upsetting the apple cart by uh, by representing the idea <clears throat> that black people should take care of black people. They're not used to you putting yourself first. It's like having a family where they're used to the mom slaving for everybody else, doing stuff for the husband, doing stuff for the kids, doing stuff for the church, doing stuff for the neighborhood. And then one day the mom says, you know, I'm going to do something for me. <laughs> I'm going to take myself to the spa. I'm going to I'm going to make sure I get plenty of sleep. I'm going to make sure that I find my own way to happiness. Well, that's when everybody accuses mom of being selfish. Right. And they're saying you're being selfish, mom. This isn't right when really they're not understanding the key idea. Somebody who really cares about mom would understand what's going on. What's really going on is that mom isn't being selfish. Mom is just being human. Mom is just accepting her own humanity and her own right to be treated as well as all the people she's serving. So what I'm saying when it comes to politics, economics and everything else is for you as a black person to respect your own right to be a healthy, happy, fulfilled, successful human being. Whatever that means for you, 
I encourage you to do that. And, uh, th- and, and the things that don't make sense, I would stop doing those things immediately. So that's my two cents. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm out of here, guys. Uh, if you'd like a free e-copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, feel free to go to allblackeconomics.com. That's allblackeconomics.com. The book's totally free, and it lays out my manifesto for the, for what I see in the black community for the next 50 years. Um, I believe in wealth, education, family, and community as keys for us building strong families, which will build strong institutions and build strong communities and make us great. So uh, if you want to make black people great again, haha, just use and they're just taking the Trump slogan, flipping it on his head, then go to allblackeconomics.com. It's totally free. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye.